are live eric butler we are live this is real welcome back to unauthorized opinions uopod.com like share subscribe it's pure propaganda and it's super cringe by the way i literally went to the polls with nothing in mind i saw a can of orange soda in the parking lot <laughs> and it's i was like yeah, there we go an unopened can of orange soda just chilling <laughs> in the parking lot i was like yeah i gotta vote for trump dude your podcast sucks it's mental mate it's absolutely mental i'll be honest i thought it was kind of offensive when you talk so much about the loch ness monster political climate it's great here a lot of fat chicks and a lot of screaming <laughs> andrew and eric a couple of conspiracy retards and andrew treat yourself okay especially if you start i don't know getting getting in good with homeless people unauthorized opinions streaming everywhere at uopod.com Oh, who can forget the Rastafarian children's yoga teacher, Eric? Um, that was classic. A little bit of an inside joke there. Upgrade to the studio. Upgrade to the intro. Is that what I'm? Is that what I'm picking up? I mean, that was the long version. I clicked on the wrong version. Um, gotcha. Studio is upgraded. We're zoomed back. You can now see my Sonic Says t-shirt, which is a signature brand of mine. Few people know that I actually wrote the entire Sonic series from start to finish. Programmed the first Sonic video game, so I exclusively own the rights to the Sonic franchise. Some have said. Allegedly. Fact checkers Uh, um... say they, uh, they bleached her servers. Actually, they used bleach bit or whatever it was <laughs> acid wash bleach bit hillary clinton matthew perry rest in peace oh yeah forgot about that it's i i guess that's um i guess that's something where we have to i oh, this is gonna sound terrible it's too soon let's move on too soon let's move on just want to show some hall we didn't dress up for halloween so i wanted to show some halloween costumes i quickly saw well Randy i am Johnson. on record can i just say i am on record not enjoying halloween at all all of my friends know that about me i don't like halloween uh i think it's stupid it's not like a religious i don't know some people say it's like a christian i it's nothing like that i just think it's stupid people waste all this money to get dressed up for one night and wreak havoc um and and the women dress up like floozies they take any excuse to dress up like floozies and that's not the bone i have to pick with it right but um yeah, I just think it's stupid, and you go out of your way to act like a moron for one night out of the year. That's just me. I could be wrong. Maybe that's um, maybe that's glass half empty. Maybe I'll maybe I'll enjoy Halloween next year. It's demonic. Got Randy Johnson and the birdie hit with the baseball. Arizona Diamondbacks back in the World Series. Also saw. Wait, hang on. That was in the World Series. No. Okay. The Diamondbacks are in the World Series now, though. Okay. Okay. Because I do remember. So I'm getting off track already, as per usual. But I remember I was golfing with my grandfather, and he hit a drive, and the golf ball hit a bird in midair, and it was very reminiscent of the Randy Johnson incident. Um, permission to make offensive joke while I'm not appearing on screen? Permission from who? From you. <laughs> I don't care. I didn't know black people had grandparents. Oh, I thought it was going to be more about golf, but okay, fair enough. You got me there. Um, friend of the show, Leo Dottavio, dresses Jesus. He already kind of looks like Jesus anyways. And then I also saw Gary Sheffield, also friend of the show, Gary Sheffield Jr., dressed as 
an epic, as I said there, actually, Robert Downey Jr. in one of the greatest comedies ever, Tropic Thunder. 400 years, that word has kept us down. Can I also say... Um, yes. Uh, like I mentioned, since this is the Halloween episode, I guess... Um, <laughs> um, and, you know, I forget who I was watching. Um, is it Mark Dice or... Or maybe it was Fleckus. Shout out Fleckus, the second best podcast of all times. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about a low trust society, especially in places like New York and San Francisco. Yeah. And I don't know if I don't know if that's com- I would agree with that typically. But after spending a couple weeks here in New York, especially this Halloween weekend, I don't know if if we don't actually live in a low trust society or that the women specifically are completely oblivious. We're talking about these scantily clad women dressed up. You know, in these tiny little whatever, oh, sexy nurse, sexy cat, sexy cop out costume, like, you know, skin tight bodysuits, all of the stuff, like drunkenly stumbling around Penn Station that's literally crawling with bums and vagrants. And it's like, do you, are, are we that trusting of everything or are we just completely oblivious to why, you know, you're, you're walking around with your ass cheeks out in front of a line of vagrants outside of Penn Station? I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but. It's just the New York vibe that's happening right now. It's like these women are dressed up like whores, complete floozies, and there's a line of bums, and you just turn your back to them and stumble down the street and laugh and giggle like everything's fine. I guess it is. I guess I wish I could have that that positive mindset that these New York City floozies have. I think you may be embarking on victim-blaming uh, narrative here, but, um, <laughs> you know, there is some responsibility of, uh, you know, dressing as a blood in the Crips neighborhood. But if you look at videos of Japan, that is what I would call a high trust society. There's no garbage anywhere. There's nobody telling you to pick up your garbage. There's nobody policing you doing anything really because they trust that you're not going to destroy anything. Um, and since you automated a lot of stuff and eliminated the, the service industry pretty much. So it makes me wonder how their economy really functions, but it seems to be going pretty well. Besides the suicide forest, Japan seems to be doing really well. Um, but also, just <laughs> since you mentioned the victim-blaming narrative, it's funny how that works, right? Because as soon as you leave your backpack on the seat of your car in San Francisco, you're the problem, right? It's not victim-blaming then. So it is victim-blaming if you say, hey, sweetheart, maybe you want to throw on a trench coat on top of your little floozy outfit for Halloween? That's victim-blaming. But when you say, hey... Maybe you shouldn't have left that penny in your cup holder. That's not victim blaming when your car gets broken into in San Francisco. It's the uh, the liberal mindset. You're right about okay. that. I went to Toronto yesterday, did some amazing filming, asking university students the big question about uh, men and women's sports. Oh, but I didn't have I didn't have to I didn't have to be worried about my car being broken into in broad daylight in a parking garage. I didn't have to worry about like my sweater being in the back seat of my car. So- <laughs> Uh, it's like a, it's like a hoodie. <laughs> I had a vintage hat in the back seat. I wasn't rolling down all my windows. We spoke about this a few months ago, Eric. I believe it was August is when this this made the news. Is that a thing called the Bibby Stockholm? You know how they have to have names for these in England. It's a floating prison for migrants that they have in the UK because these towns say we don't want all these illegal immigrants in our town. So they said let's put five hundred of the men who don't have families onto a floating prison and of course there is protest we watch those on this show 
but I was like, what happened to this thing? And I started reading up on it, an article from the 19th of October. So just about 10 days ago, as we encroach on Devil's Night, shout out D12 for that song. A coach carrying the migrants arrived the other day. So I'm like, where did they let them out? Did they never get in? Turns out they let out 500 men, which I think is the capacity, because they had a poisoned water supply. They had Legionella bacteria. And they had to go, they had, they had to leave and then just stop oil. That group <laughs> tried to stop them from getting back, from putting them back in. I don't know how the crossover goes with that, but they, 30 protesters gathered at the port gates holding banners saying, scrap the prison guard barge refugees. Welcome. They're not refugees. Obviously the whole world can't just be refugees from everything. Just stop oil activists managed to stop the coach carrying the asylum seekers and what they call a positive protest in support of the campaign against using the barge. Dorset police said two people were arrested on suspicion of criminal damage to the coach when it stopped at Portland beach road. Candy Udwin of stand up to racism Dorset. I think these are the people we heard about last time, a bunch of old women, protesting at the dock saying put them somewhere not my house but put them somewhere she had well, been in contact put them in your with house because they been to... staying so this woman's contacting the people on the barge she said they hate it they feel like it's a prison some hate being on the sea they find it very difficult to leave and they're completely separated from the community while i would say eric butler that yes it's it looks and feels like and sounds like a cat, a.k.a. an island prison, because it is one. And if you're going to take these people in, probably don't poison the water supply by accident, of course. But there's always that argument again, Eric, of you don't really like it here. You don't like your free accommodations. And just because it wasn't the five-star hotel in New York City, and, and maybe 10 years ago this would have been too mean, Eric, but go back. Joe, go Joe Biden on them. You can go back. <laughs> you don't have to be here. You could have went to one of the other 17 countries before England. But no, we go to England and Germany and Sweden because they are the most willing to give you free things. Just like from Venezuela, we don't stop in Mexico. We don't stop in Belize. We don't stop in Nicaragua. We want to go to New York City. Or Texas or Seattle or Chicago because of the free stuff, as we'll get to in a bit. The the Roosevelt Hotel. How, how many stars was that? It was at least four stars before, right? Uh, that's a good question. I feel like I should know that, but it's completely <laughs> here nor there. So that's the argument here. Maybe read a bit more. All 39 disembarked on precautions. I just lost your volume. You're just you just you're just coming out really low right now. I don't know. Oh, I can hear you. Just got really low, and now there's like a. Oh, this is not good. I don't know about that story. That's new. That's that's news to me. But obviously, uh, okay, maybe not obviously, and maybe not the entire world. That's what I was gonna say. But um, 
I can't even really delve into this migrant crisis because of what is taking place in New York City. Because um, basically, the asylum seekers, as Eric Adams would call them, and um, Eric Adams has a certain, I mean, a certain level of contempt and disrespect for the residents of New York City. Eric Adams goes out on Instagram. Wish we could pull this up, but as per usual, I'm unprepared. Um, Eric Adams goes on Instagram a day or two ago, very recently, and makes a post about National Immigrants Day as the city is literally being torn apart by the quote-unquote migrants or asylum seekers are obviously just illegal aliens who have come here to leech the free stuff that was promised to them by Eric Adams and uh, Bo Jiden and on all these people who are promising things that are obviously going to come out of the pockets of the tax-paying, law-abiding citizens of the city. But I guess my point here is this migrant crisis abroad is incredibly difficult for me to even pay attention to because you go to Midtown Manhattan, it is very clear, it is crystal clear, abundantly clear that the migrant population has conquered arguably some of the most expensive real estate in the entire country, if not the world. I don't know, maybe Dubai or London or maybe somewhere. In, I, I don't know. But it's incredibly expensive real estate in the middle of Manhattan that has been conquered, completely conquered by people who do not speak a word of English outside of money. <laughs> and and uh, they are camera shy, to say the least. They're sitting on the sidewalk thinking that you're invading their privacy. They are smug. I mean, I'm putting in this the most respectful way possible that I can. It's absolutely disgusting. They're popping out babies. They're walking around in their flip-flops and their sweatpants. And, um, and they're demanding free stuff from a man who I guess promised them free stuff. So I don't know if I can blame them. But um, I guess my point is it's very tough for me to take this immigration crisis all across the, the clear across the world seriously and we can talk about the water poisoning poisoning the well or whatever uh, which is a dark way to deal with stuff but um those are my thoughts that's me that's stream of consciousness while you hopefully get the technical side of this fixed up but i would of course as you can probably tell love to bring that picture back up and explain a little bit more about what's happening there can you hear me now absolutely much better I don't know what that was. I unplugged the same things twice and all of a sudden start working. Had to okay. electroshock it back together. What is this picture of? This is a poor family. Yeah, that's on a 7th Ave and maybe like 7th and like 30th or something. So again, like the middle of Manhattan, right? Like anywhere from, I'd say like anywhere between 14th and 59th would be like the middle of Manhattan, right? Like just the 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 bread box, the, like the, the, you know, the muscle, the engine of the entire city. Um, and this mm -hmm. is a woman who is sitting there with her daughters. Um, and she's wagging her finger at me because she doesn't want me taking pictures or taking videos. Um, but lady, 
You're sitting on the sidewalk. You're begging for money. You do not have privacy here. I, you know, I'm walking down the street. I am paying astronomical amounts for a slice of pizza and for rent and plane tickets and just general living costs. I mean, it's through the roof. I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but I paid $12 for a bacon, egg, and cheese and a coffee, which is mind-boggling. Like, that's $12. So that's basically $6 for a bacon, egg, and cheese and $6 for a coffee. Obviously, you know, the, you can divide it differently, but the point remains the same. It's astronomically expensive. This woman sitting there begging. Um, so you want my money. You won't speak my language. You don't want me to take a picture. But you're just going to sit there and ask me for something. And when I talked to her, no camera, no microphone. I just asked her. I was like, so what are you looking for? Like, obviously, she, she does have a, has a little sign that says, oh, we, we are migrants. Need your help. Right. But you cannot articulate one thing. You cannot articulate, hey, I would like to take a trip to the grocery store. I would like to buy a new pair of shoes for one of my daughters. You, she is not able to speak enough English to articulate one thing. But she wants my money. And those, as bad as this sounds, those people have commandeered a great portion of Midtown Manhattan. And it's bad because either way you slice it, this will not turn out good. You have people like me screaming and causing a scene and trying to snap people out of it. Um, but the machine's going to steamroll me. And then you have people, regular New Yorkers, New York, you know, covid rona zombies who can't tell their ass from their elbow and they're just walking around zombified pretending that the migrants aren't even there so is it a problem that we're just gonna ignore and pretend it's not happening or are we gonna scream about it and let everybody know it's happening either way the machine rolls on and i don't see a, a way out of this i will shameless plug let you know that i talk to a lot of people bro older people you know 60 plus year old New Yorkers, college kids, bums, uh, who literally gave me a great interview for a, a $2 shot of vodka from the liquor store. And I'll just preface it by saying, this is a, an old guy, an old black guy, probably like in his fifties or something. And I asked him because he said he was living with a migrant. He's in some shelter and they placed him with a single, a single male migrant. And I said, well, you know, you guys bump heads, and, and he's like, yeah, we don't really bump heads because we don't really talk because he doesn't speak English. Um, but they do drink beer in that shelter somehow. Different story. But I asked him, I said, how does this end? How do you see this ending in two or three years? And he just, like, kind of, I guess, drunkenly says, send them all back home. Send them everybody home. Which, of course, that's glass half full, right? Because from where I'm sitting, it's looking like these people have been brought in, call it conspiratorial if you want, to replace the people like me who left two, three years ago when the New York City government overstepped their, um, you know, overstepped the boundaries and started, you know, uh, getting incredibly, I mean, look, we joke about this almost, uh, maybe not every week, but why didn't you just do a little money laundering? Why didn't you just siphon a little tax money? You overstepped the boundaries, you got greedy, you tried to control everybody's life, people left, and now, boom, you're replacing them with people who don't speak English, and they're gonna end up, they're gonna end up working side by side, um, with a Burger King kiosk in the next couple of years. That's my theory. Well, what also doesn't make sense is the amount at which 
the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, brags that nobody's on the street, right? Like, so obviously they don't, they have all these hotels and all these places filled up with the illegal immigrants. And I assume this, unless this woman somehow was left on the street, I don't believe it. I don't think she has because she can walk into any place and they find a place for them, especially a woman with, with children. So she's out there. She's got a place to live. She's got three meals a day and she's out there begging for money and I'm sorry, but again, maybe before this extreme migrant influx before Biden, where he's broken the record two years in a row, the last two years total, all of Trump's presidency, all of Obama's presidency in terms of illegal immigrants, maybe in those times it would have been mean to say, well, I don't believe this woman. She's got everything she needs. What? And she just wants pocket money. Might have been mean to say that before. I don't think it's mean to say that now. You're telling me you made the trip from, at the very least, Mexico, across the desert, across the water, where, whichever route you took, and you're going through the barbed wire, maybe. You're taking these two tiny children on this death-defying march. Terrible already. You're a federal criminal for a reason. And now you can't handle this lifestyle. You're crying on the street because you can't handle this lifestyle of free hotel and three meals a day. It's very possible. And I want to bring it back to this barge story that you heard the stories about how amazing it is. And like we've seen in New York where they're upset with the food they're being given. They don't like not having platinum card treatment. And I'll bring it back to this. One of the people from this barge said, it feels scary the barge will be crowded. If there's a single virus, then you know everyone will be affected. I think it'll be very bad for all of us. I lived there for five days and have experience on the barge, and that's why I'm not happy to go back. In the hotel, and this is where he explains how he prefers to be in the hotels, Eric. He, of course. What a surprise. You want to be in an English hotel as opposed to the floating barge. In the hotel, we're free to come and go at any time. We're free, and we are bet. Uh, we are free and on the barge we are bound to something it's like a prison it's difficult for all of us and many have said they don't want to go back you go to a country where everything's free and paid for for you and you're just like how come i don't get to stay in the hotel you guys how come i don't get the luxury room where i can come and go and it's like do you they're not helping the pr um aspect of this for the left wingers at all but you come from this country that you say is so bad and you complain that your free accommodations in a country 16 borders over is not treating you with five star because you know you have certain expectations or other people have told you or other people have gotten this it sounds to me that's what a person who's not grateful that sounds like if no, i uh, let's say there's a uh, last point let's say there's a tornado that happens in my town and I have a family and I have nowhere to live and I go and instead of being like, I'm going to Northern Ontario or something, I'm going to go to the nicest place. I'm going to go to the East coast, live by the water and stuff because they're taking people in there. And I travel across five jurisdictions where I could have stopped, but instead I go to the sixth one and they're taking me in and they say, instead of being in the nicest hotel, you're going to be in the motel six. And I'm like, this isn't fair, man. I like the bigger hotel there. It's closer to the waterfront. Um, I get, I get better clothes there. Imagine the person who says something like that at times 10, because you're coming from what you want us to believe is third world country war torn environment. And then you have the audacity to complain about the accommodation. You could have stopped in Syria or all these other countries. Maybe they don't want you. Maybe there's a reason. I don't know. But what I don't like is, 
I'm coming to your country. You have to let me in and give me all your free stuff or else I'm going to complain. I don't like that. I don't think anyone does. Yeah, absolutely. And I think part of this also is that they are, when I say they, I mean the establishment, not the migrants themselves, but the, the, the Bo Jidens of the world, the Eric Adams, the Hochul's of the world, the political establishment. I think, and again, it's always going to be a tinfoil hat theory, but I think they are thriving on the division that th that this is creating because i'll tell you honestly like my mind is already going in a certain direction right so when i go down there and i'm sure look i'm sure that these no i'm not sure of that sorry i was gonna say i'm sure these people are harmless but i don't know that a lot of a lot of these guys that hanging out outside and again i do have the footage that i just got to figure out how to piece together and maybe a short youtube documentary so stay tuned for that but it's clear that or in my head they have this like smug aura about them they're standing they're loitering outside of this what used to be a four or five star hotel just loitering you know moping around dragging their feet around with their kids with this entitled look on their face like one uh picture that i just couldn't help but like immediately post because this woman with this giant grin on her face clearly you know, nine months pregnant, like about to burst with this ear to ear grin on her face that the mission has been accomplished. Right. So like I'm about to pop out this anchor baby any minute now and they are going to have no choice but to give me every single thing I want. And I think you did to, to your point about Eric Adams saying that people aren't on the street. Um, he has, of course, come out recently and said, you're going to start seeing it like he's getting out in front of it and saying, Oh, you're going to start seeing migrants sleeping on the street. And there was another article, but because I'm obviously unprepared as per usual, I didn't send it to you where Eric Adams, uh, well, they, they talk about the, the stay, this, what was a 60 day stay that you had in a hotel has been cut in half to 30 days. But when that 30 days is up, all you have to do is reapply. So it's a, it's literally a never ending cycle. The 30 days is up. You just go, you go to the back of the line again and say, I need, I need you to, I need you to give me a free place to live again. So again, it never, it will never end. And, you know, one day Eric Adams is talking about, we're going to give you tents because we saw how good it worked in San Francisco. Of course, those were junkies that got the government issue tents and I've seen it in person. A lot of them are identical. That's because they came from the same place. So one day, I think it was the 25th of October or 24th or something. Um, Eric Adams says, okay, we're thinking about giving out tents. Two days later, he says, oh, we're, we're going to be giving out more plane tickets, one-way tickets to wherever you want to go. And then he has Eric Adams had the audacity, according to the New York Post, had the audacity to say, uh, yeah, I'm open to ideas, bro. It's not, it's not that difficult. Now I get it. He's not, you know, he's the governor. He's not in the federal government. He's not the one that's supposed to be securing the border. But um, you are you pretending that this is a difficult thing? Like, well, uh, you know, we're really spitballing here. We're brainstorming. We're trying to come up with a solution. It's not that hard, bro. Really? You send all these people back and you tell them if you really want to come, you can go to the front. You can fill out the paperwork, pay the fees and we'll run a background check. It give us a couple of months and you may or may not get in. And to anybody else who's trying to come who hasn't already been here and hasn't been kicked out, we 
show of force at the border and we stop cutting the barbed wire loose, we stop, you know, op- literally opening the floodgates for them. It's not a difficult problem. But of course, the left and the political regime is always going to make it seem very complicated and, and nuanced. And we have to figure this out and we need more studies and we need more money. What are we going to do? I could tell you. I won't say it here because we'll probably get the show banned, but it's not a it's not a difficult thing to figure out. These people are despicable. I was debating with my friends the other day on this and bless them they're not reading about this every day. I'm right I'm writing and reading about it quite often that you can send them back. The ones that are coming being bused from Texas, it's not like they don't know the busing companies. It's not like they don't know the nonprofits that are helping them with this. It's not like they don't know where the buses are going because we've seen protesters stop them when they're remember they were sending them up to canada up to your neck of the woods for a couple of weeks there they were like go go to the border go to the north border go go talk to trudeau they could send them back but they won't because i think for two reasons they'll never rescind this idea that being a sanctuary city which is illegal by the way saying that we're going to harbor federal criminals is illegal they just made this statement because they do whatever they want they can send them back they don't want to they don't want to say that accepting illegals is bad and the second thing is their solution is give us more money federal government that's what hokel and i have been saying the whole time is we just need federal help we need more money every, every single which day means more money. we need more money sorry that goes to ukraine and israel let's hey, play but, one of hey, okay before okay this is i, I want to talk about this one too this one's funny but um i just want to reiterate that i went into one of the i went into the row hotel the main migrant hotel and was immediately physically removed. I have the footage, we will be posting that, but I was immediately physically removed from one of the migrant hotels because I didn't have the proper ID. And it's not rocket science. I mean, I it, it's mind boggling that anybody can miss the irony in that. You, you physically removed me, told me I don't have ID, I'm not allowed here at the <laughs> migrant hotel. Like, just- Right, okay. should've just started speaking Spanish. What do you think about Eric Adams? Hey, what's up, bro? Hey. Can I ask you about your sign? Yeah. What do you not like about Biden? Well, think about it. He he has active Alzheimer's, right? And, <laughs> like, if I, if I put my grandfather in the White House, what if he pushes the button? Oh, no, he won't remember it. Like, what happened? And you fall off of a, a bike, and you try to shake someone's hand who wasn't there. You can't remember reporters' names. I don't know. Who would be better? I, I went for Trump. I don't mind having an orange president. <laughs> president Orange. That's it. That guy's having a good time. Let's play the other one as well and get you to comment on that. Sit on the internet or something? I don't know. It depends if you make the cut. I don't, I don't want that. All right. Well, <laughs> why is that? Because I'm a wanted man. For, for what, bro? Murder. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, what's this camera and this microphone for? Is this going to be posted somewhere? Are you a native New Yorker? Hey, I am, yes. Born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens. What's your favorite thing about New York City? Oh, that's uh, there's always something to do. Just Some place to go, lots of places to eat. When you have the lively. Money. But I'm out here begging, so I mean, I'm the last person you want to talk to. All right, well, what's the um, what's your least favorite thing about New York City? Being broke. That's fair enough. What's your favorite thing about New York City? The fact that I can murder someone, admit <laughs> it on camera, and still be walking the street okay. with no fear. 
Okay. That's my favorite thing about the city. Uh, I will comment on this. Obviously, I thought that was funny, so that's how I clipped it. He he walked it back. He did walk it back, and he says, oh, I'm just kidding. You know what I mean? So How part... dare you out another <laughs> black man? Black men are supposed to support other black men. Um, a great way to support us, Eric, before we get into anything else. What's that? By going to patreon.com slash uopod. Um, you can see we're growing in memberships. You can help us become Joe Rogan. You can get become a super fan, the Raptor super fans at every game, throwing something in the air as they throw free throws. Or you can be an unauthorized person. In Canadian dollars, this is even cheaper in American dollars. We've got the bonus podcast every week, which you can see is locked because you're not signed in. <laughs> you will see all these bonus podcasts. There's also bonus content from my recent Galavant in Toronto, where I did a lot of... I did a lot of... Uh, you can't answer the question. Uh, I was. It was very easier to become the center of attention in the city where everybody's got their phones down or their head down in their phones and they're wussy university students. And I say, what about men and women's sports? And they're just like, I think anyone. I think anyone who identifies with what this is a guy who identifies with whatever <laughs> they want should be able to play in whatever sport they want. Basically saying F women. And then I go. Oh, oh, you can't answer the question. Oh. So that's why you need to go to patreon.com slash uopod because you will see previews and the first cu cuts of those extended cuts and bonus footage and the bonus podcast every week, Eric. That's why you should support black men on YouTube. Absolutely. Uplift black voices. Let's jump ship now. One of our biggest videos two of them i should say that get the most views concurrently every single day it's topping our list is about richie the barber um i'll quickly look that up for us richie the barber is a guy who you want to explain it you have the most friendly explanation of who richie the barber is i think well i, I don't know too much about him as i understand it he's just uh or i shouldn't say just because he I, I guess he's hugely successful in some circles apparently but as I understand it, he is a barber based in Hollywood who may or may not have tried to turn his life over to Christ. Um, and the only issue that I have, and again, I never met the man. I just, I have no beef with Richie the Barber. My only point is to all the angry commenters, I, I wish I could spend much more time arguing on the internet. I really do. But all the angry commenters who say that like we're trying to bring him down or whatever i never once tried to this is weird inception um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i never i never once tried to bring this man down my only point has always been that you can't you, it's going to be very difficult for me to take anybody who has tattooed their face to look like a clown seriously like the, is it going to surprise you when something weird happens concerning a man who has gone out of his way <laughs> To look like a clown. And again, I think we talked about this. And I don't know if you still haven't noticed it, but I think on top of all the tattoos and the crazy hair, there's like subdermal implants, like where his eyebrows are. So there's like another level of like weird body modification stuff. One that, of those dragon guys. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, I get it. I'm sure Richie's a nice guy, friend of the show. You know, you come <laughs> on. Um, That's but, not what they're saying anymore, though, Eric. So the comments have always been, why are you guys judging clown Christian? Um, he's yes. serious. He goes to but, church but, every but week. Hang on, hang on. Were we judging him? Or were we just yeah. saying that? I don't think I was. I was just saying, let's not. It shouldn't surprise you when something strange happens with a guy that looks strange. 
I don't. Is that a judgment? Okay, maybe that's a judgment. So the comments were usually around that line of "Don't be mean," and then they slowly started to shift. And I saw comments that said, "Hey, looks like you guys were right. These comments aged poorly." And I asked somebody to send a link, and his cameraman, or sorry, his co-host slash producer, video editor, who appeared in those videos, allegedly had a falling out with Richie the Barber, who apparently doesn't, according to the guy, doesn't do his content because he loves Christ. It turns out he does it for money. Who would have known that people want money? So what this guy is saying is that Richie the Barber would get mad because he didn't produce enough clips and make him enough money um his name is chris the camera guy and he's got a good twenty five thousand views on this now 12 days and he's okay and this is um uh, Mm -hmm. sorry this is fairly recent because i mean the videos that we were talking okay yeah because the videos that we were watching i think were maybe older in his catalog but not like old in the grand scheme you know it was like maybe a Mm -hmm. year like they weren't like crazy old so this is current are true I will no longer be a co-host on the Richie the Barber show. Richie and I started podcasting together on December of 2022. And I will always cherish the memories and the awesome fan base that we developed together. The Richie the Barber show was truly a labor of love for me. In fact, I produced, shot, Wait, pause edited, it. and did full-time social Wait, did he say mm-hmm. that he started the show in December 20? So it hasn't even been a year? Uh, maybe, maybe. I guess so. Okay. All right. I right, wasn't sure. It's the, a long uh, clip, though. I don't know. Are we going to sit through five minutes of this? Let's uh, get to the DMs he shows then. Oh, wow. That's pretty dark. Is, it, is that what you consider dark? Well, that's private messages, like, you know, to, to yeah, show. Yeah, but. Maybe he doesn't trust Richie, good old Richie. Maybe he thinks that good old Richie is going to claim something that wasn't hap- wasn't true. Like he and was mean. Course, and of course, the scr- scrubbing the video makes the YouTube. Yeah, makes YouTube it can't okay. handle being. Um, well, we'll give that a minute. But so what he says is that Richie the barber would get mad at him for not producing enough shorts and reels every day. He wanted several a day. And then he goes on to say, you know, I have another job. I edit the videos. I can't do all this as much as he'd like. And he would send him messages saying that he's losing him money. And then he basically said he had to step away. So there, where's the charitable Christian thing in this, that we were, we were all growing to love about Richie, the barber, Eric, that we were such bad guys. Did what did did Richie have like something that big? Like you would think, like did, does that? And maybe he'll tell us in the video. But does that kind of thing happen instantly? You would think that R- Richie would either have some sort of big drop on him, some big top secret. Because well, of course the guy's just gonna walk away. You guys have built a fan base. He's got a following. He knows how to produce and edit videos. Like what did you think was gonna happen? He was just gonna sit there and take your shit. <laughs> Well, you know, the way the fans of the podcast and it's um, promoted out there is that he's just a a guy who turned to Christ and he wants to warn everybody about the dangers of, I don't know, demonic people in Hollywood. And meanwhile, meanwhile, he's 
<laughs> living with his parents. Apparently that's another part of it that he lives with his mother. So he needs to make money to get out of there. I understand that. I understand all of the making money stuff. Nobody's going to say, don't try to make money. But what I don't like is the whole, you know, everybody comes to his aid and he's just in it. He's just a born again, Christian trying to spread the word of God. And he's just trying to, uh, make it so that like people were giving us Eric this like 2010 take on like they're they're putting the symbols right in front of you how can you not see it the Illuminati Rihanna's music video like that's the t- that's the caliber of stuff we were getting and I'm not here I'm not here for these these old takes you know what I mean yeah but can I also say and look I don't want to be this guy I do want to be this guy I am this you guy do. but I'm just gonna download this video hold on um, I was just gonna say, and this guy, uh, what's his name? Chris the cameraman. Um, seems like a nice enough guy, but I- I'm at a point where, as bad as it sounds, like, oh, don't judge a book by its cover. It's too late, bro. I, you know, Richie's tattooed like a clown. You're wearing the green hair. Like, tone it down, bro. I get it. You, I'm, I'm like super norm core. Like, oh, t-shirt and jeans, hat. Like, and it, no- nothing stands out, and nothing's crazy enough. But it's like, dog, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't trust either of you. And, and that's not, that's no shade. It's, it's just like, dude, if I'm, if we're talking about like blindly believing what people say, I'm not taking either one of these guys. If we're talking about finding a babysitter for my kids, I'm not taking either one of these guys. And I realize that's not their job, but it's just like, dude. There does come a point where you kind of do have to judge a book by its cover and not not um, not all, not all, not all, but most like the great Jesse Lee Peterson would say. It's like there comes I mean, there does come a, a stigma as the establishment, you know, wokey zombies would say, like there does come a stigma stigma with a certain look. Right. Like, I don't think you don't show up to a job interview in sweatpants. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, well, I'm not saying you're all bad, but it's just like. It, you know, it sticks with you. It's like you get—you look like a tennis ball, bro. I think it's very childish to claim you can't judge a person. Everybody's judging people at all times. And I'm and, really good at it. <laughs> and when you wear certain something or you, you know, tattoo your entire face or something like that or dye your hair, it's because you want the attention that comes yes. from it. It's very childish to be like, just accept everyone for who they are. You can't judge. no. There's a thing called tramp stamps, Eric, if you recall. There's a, like, are you going to, you, you're telling me that you think the same of a person with tattoos on their eyelids or, you know, a barbell through their nasal or whatever it is. You can't tell me that that doesn't raise your alarm bells in terms of rational thinking. Well, Dave Chappelle had a great joke about it, right? Like the classic Dave Chappelle, like, you know, if you're. If you're dressed up like a cop, you don't be surprised when somebody stops you and asks for help. If you're dressed up like a whore, don't be surprised when somebody treats you like a whore. Just because I'm <laughs> dressed this way, I can't I can't do the Dave Chappelle voice, obviously, but he does it much better than me. That's why he's a gazillionaire. But but yes, the, the point remains the same. You know, you got to these are things. These are all these are all things that that run through your head when you're meeting somebody is like, yeah, how they even when you're even when you're dating or getting married, it's like the first thing, you know, it's. We live in a society. Even when you're, even when you're eating, you know, which food, I it's like, okay, let let it play, let it play. You get the point. Stand, but he ended up uh, taking it out on me, and he replaced me with Manny because Manny promised him that he would post every single day, which means 
more money for Richie the Barber, right? So I received zero notice that I was being removed from the show. You know, Richie simply changed the password of our YouTube account. That's a very good Christian thing to do, by the way. And this isn't me going and saying that. This is what we were bombarded with comments saying, how dare you not accept this man at his word that he's a great, good Christian. I helped build from the ground up. Um, and, you know, it, what's crazy is just that three weeks ago, Richie asked me to be his best man at his wedding. We were best friends. Poor girl. And now because of money, he's <laughs> turned his back on me. And I guess the saying is true. Money is the root of all evil. And lame. I, I mean, I, I can't go on here and be like, I trust this guy 100% when he's saying stuff like that. To make matters worse, all the money that was coming in had to be routed to my bank account because Richie's credit report showed that he had defaulted on numerous credit cards um, with numerous banks, which means that he doesn't pay his credit card bills. So no bank would allow him to open up an account. We literally went to different banks trying to open up an account for the Richie the Barber show so we can open up a, jo a joint account and nobody would do it for him. So right, we decided, we he we decided, he's like, just put your well, bank account the, on everything. Uh, the DM here. Maybe we went past that, but it's um, just um, it's so it's funny because like hearing this guy talk because obviously my only experience with him is through Richie, and I, I just think of that clip where he's like, "Oh my God, Richie!" Where yeah, talking there's about... the DM there. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it just says, "Let's go, let's go. We're gonna be rich." Did you see the new reel? Glad you like it. There's another one he showed where it's uh, him saying somebody said you guys don't put out enough content and. Uh, I'm unsubscribing from your Patreon because of it. And then he goes, you're losing us money, man. Oh, I wish I could find it. Go to Chris, the camera guy's channel. I don't know if I believe him. There it is. Um, says a reel and it says, I support everything you're doing, but I won't be supporting financially anymore. I'm canceling my membership because of the, because of the release of the new full episodes are so inconsistent. So yeah, he says, Oh no, he's like, it's true. You're messing up our money. So I think, though, at the end of the day, for him to say he lives at a, at home, he's got no money, he's fraudulent with his credit cards, all these different claims, probably means he did him pretty dirty. And that sounds like if he just logged him out one day and it's like too, too bad. And he went on to say that uh, he owed him a whole bunch of money and he's like, just and, keep uh, the Patreon money and then started telling people not to sign up for the Patreon anymore. Yeah. And um, tattoos ain't cheap. That's also true. Turns out we were right again, though, Eric. Let's move on to uh, one of our recurring themes on Unauthorized Opinions at uopod.com. Thank you for watching on YouTube, Rumble, Getter, if it's working. Getter gives us some trouble these days. Shout out Jason Miller and the Trump campaign. Uh, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Audio listeners, we love you. Twitch. Twitch. And Patreon subscribers. One of our recurring themes is trashy rap the new phenomenon of let's see how i can outdo the Bro, other girl hold, hold on you, you what you missed you missed a perfect opportunity obviously it's ratchet rap my apologies we have labeled that i think the video is up to ratchet rap three or something now yeah and this um can, I, i'm just taking a shot in the dark here this seems to be kind of like our second in command behind richie the barber behind yeah. the driving force of our channel is richie <laughs> yeah. the barber followed by Chicks just desperate to get famous. as as much as I want it to be Transformers, I'm okay with this. 
more than meets the eye. So this time we got a name. It's uh, Tay Money is her name. She is a 30-year-old girl from Dallas, Texas, Tyler, Texas. Her real name is Taylor Noel Watson. I'm guessing she's not from the mean streets, Eric. She was born in Tyler, Texas, moved to Dallas, worked as a hairstylist, made her debut in 2017. Um, so what's she going to be singing, Eric? Is it going to be wholesome lyrics about growing up in the country, being a hairstylist? Let's take a look. Judgment-free. This is a judgment-free podcast. And I don't want to hear anything about anyone judging this girl based on this screenshot because that would be unchristian. On that brown. We white girl wasted. White girl wasted. White girl wasted. White girl wasted. White girl like Pamela Anderson. I'm on top of this shit like Canada. Take too hot, can't nobody handle them. Both cheeks on both of your camera. Where's the liquor? Cause I got the ice. Taking thicker and she look nice. You play with my bag, I play with your life. I'm fucking. Shout out Canada. Well, I feel like we're gonna get copyright on that oh i shouldn't i shouldn't put that in either Sorry. we're in we're in the news commentary and analysis business eric there this woman's 30 years old she looks 50 what is this phenomenal about getting plastic surgery younger and younger and you just want to have this wide face so that you can have you can be pictured only from a front w- front angle on the well, lens well for, first of all um white girl wasted didn't we didn't isn't it like a decade ago like what that's white girl yellow wolf remember that song with the um, no i don't Gucci remember Mane. i don't remember any yellow wolf songs i'm sorry but um oh. dude yeah yeah you listen to yellow it's weird oh. but you also think eminem is good anyways oh. um white girl okay there's there's a lot here okay because first of all white girl wasted is a weird thing Tired that I, trope yeah i mean i wasn't that like didn't that start in like Paris Hilton, like um, uh, Nicole Richie, like The Simple Life? Like, wasn't that like just an old thing? But now, of course, it's been turned up. So we have this fully grown woman who is wants to be back on Girls Gone Wild or something. And she's obviously, this is her attempt at, so we had... Obviously, you know, the OGs, Lil' Kim, Foxy Brown, and like, you know, Cleavage and you know, Spread Eagle on the album cover, if you remember Hardcore. I think that was Little Kim's debut album, which of course now looks like kindergarten at the rate we're going. So we we went there and then we got up to uh say Nicki Minaj and then Cardi B and that was, you know, Wop Wop and it was gross and the lyrics were shocking and they were, you know, floozies in the video. And now we've got the fat chick for shock value. Now we've got this Obviously, I think I think anybody who's going to pretend that this woman uh, is, is being white is part of her shock value, right? Like this mm-hmm. is this is the novelty. Like, oh look, a white girl can do it too. Um, and then of course we have Ice Spice, which I hope you have that clip too because I think that's also part of this. She's Ice Spices. Uh, all all the news website, all the fake, you know, quote unquote, you know, hip hop news academics and Vlad and and Shade Room and all this stuff like. They write these headlines. Ice Spice is going viral. It's like, no, you're you're trying to make her go viral, and then you put the word in the title saying Ice Spice is going viral for dressing like Betty Boop. Even though I would I would be I would I am not convinced that you are going to find any single Ice Spice fan who even knows who Betty Boop is. This is about 
getting as close to the line of pornography as you possibly can. And then you have girls like Iggy Azalea, who, who you know, T.I. threw under the bus. You know, remember she came up under T.I.'s wing. I don't, now we're getting too deep into the woods, but Iggy Azalea came up um, and T.I. threw her under the bus and she may or may not have gone broke and then ended up doing OnlyFans. But this is, this is as close as you could possibly come to being naked on camera for money and you're pretending that it's rap music. And then, last point here, there's the age-old, not age-old, what am I talking about, but the classic meme that's been floating around for the last few months of Queen Latifah and Lauren Hill, you know, like a, a, a millennial or maybe even a Gen Xer, like in their car driving around, like lip syncing to Queen Latifah or Lauren Hill about like, yo, respect me, real women. Like, you don't got to dress like that. You know, like all this kind of righteous stuff. And now we're at the point where the lyrics have become so crass that the edited version that we also see on the BET Awards becomes comical, right? Like, we have gotten so far off the plot, it's ridiculous. And now I, of course, am now going to be the, you know, the old curmudgeon, the old head who hates this. But it's just like, dude, you guys got to snap out of it. You got to get it together. That's why anybody who wants to tell you, anybody who wants to pretend that this line of quote unquote entertainment and the conquering of our largest cities by illegals and junkies, all of these things are rolled into one. They want and the and the decriminalization, decriminalization of drugs and the promotion of all of this stuff, they're all rolled into one. And I think it was a Breitbart, like, politics is downstream from culture, blah, blah. So this is this is what they're trying to teach people. Is This is, you know, they have high school gyms full of kids, you know, celebrating that Sexy Red is coming to their gym to, to perform. And it didn't even dawn on me at that point when I saw that clip that this that the lyrics are so crass that there's no way this should be performed live at a high school. Cause even when they put it on national TV, they censor it. It's all a complete and total mess, but to even recognize it is beyond the pale. It's, um, you know, just something that we're not supposed to do and we're just let it, we're supposed to let it all decay into nothing, which I guess would be easier, right? It would be easier to just lie down and let them steamroll you instead of getting all worked up and triggered like I do every single day, but is what it is. Can't go back now. It seems to me that the options that pop culture and the media want to give to women, which of course is dominated by the left, and this just goes to show you what their true meaning behind equality and the you know, right leveling the playing field for women is is either be a lesbian or sell your body. Those are the, be a militant lesbian, Black Lives Matter, or, and abortions and everything. Yeah. Remember St could, Stacey Abrams? Do you remember that? I do. When she went on stage with Lotto, who we don't even hear about Lotto anymore, right? Do you remember Lotto at all? No. Exactly. Because these women, they last for like 90 days and then they're thrown by the wayside. Uh, and now Ice Spice, isn't she's, she's going to have to, I'm not going to explain what she's going to have to do to stay relevant, but she's not going to be around for much longer. <laughs> and that's why you don't see Lotto, Meg the Stallion. We haven't heard about any of them at all because we have these, these new flavors of the month that are doing more gross and more disgusting things. And now Ice Spice is, Ice Spice is latching onto this last little bit of relevancy by showing her, her, her naked body on stage at a concert, pretending that it's, it's under the guise of Halloween. I'm just like Betty Boop. Now, I don't know. I'm not super familiar with Betty Boop, but I, I 
don't think she had her ass cheeks out on stage. I don't know. Was she a stripper? Maybe. Maybe I. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I know nothing about Betty Boop. But this is what's happening. And then you have Stacey Abrams promoting abortion. So yes, to your point, be a militant lesbian, be a whore when you do get pregnant, kill the baby. This is um, <laughs> this is our line. This is what we're um, what we're promoting. And last thing here, which is as per usual, not a direct correlation. But I'm walking down the street in Chelsea, um, New York City, near FIT or uh, the, the Fashion Institute of Technology, um, and it's this whole wall, this mural wall of you know immigrant rights and LGBT. I mean, every every talking point in the book, like painted on a wall, every single one. Just a um, if you remember uh, Parks and Rec, it was like a this horrible amalgamation of all the talking points on a mural, and pasted onto the mural temporary of course are uh arrows this is where you go to for early voting right like just think of the placement like it's right outside the college all these kids are 19 20 years old they're painting these weirdo commie propaganda murals and those are the kids that you're trying the hardest to get to go vote with all these arrows and vote here early voting now like because they know those people are going to vote the way they like and i'm not exactly sure why they're doing it because the machine's going to do what it wants anyway it's just strange how you know you've got women who are successful in business and marketing lots of different fields and they never they don't want to speak up they're what they do is they push the machine you can easily go to bud light or something like that and and these women have real jobs you can argue and they make real money. They can support themselves. But what do they do with it? They push the things that ruin women's lives. It's very strange because you can go from what can you do? You can do TikTok. You can't make money on there. So you're going to have to monetize it somehow. You have to hope you're going to get sponsors and it's going to be few and far between. So then you're going to need to in Instagramify your your accounts so you can make some monies off of reels there. It's not going to be enough. Then you're going to have to go to this, that, and the other. It all it all goes down to the one direction, Eric. Just like I said, either go into a government position where you're a social justice warrior who gets paid to do nothing really, or go into sexualizing your content and getting men to pay for it. You've got female athletes doing this because they realize there's no actual money in female athletics. You've got rap female rappers doing this because there's no other way to get famous it all gets pointed in one direction or the other the big fork in the road of like we said lesbian activist or sex worker which is why you have this argument by the lesbians to legitimize the sex workers and the sex workers arguments to agree with the lesbians because their paths are interwoven as the two main sources of income for themselves but what you don't have is the women who actually make money or actually have a somewhat legitimate job. Maybe they even, maybe they're even working at a construction site or as a sanitation person. Maybe wink, nudge. I don't know how many of them do that. But women in business, they're not coming out and saying, "Listen, that stuff is bad. You'd be better off uh, as a homemaker. You'd be better off working for a charity. You'd be better off working uh, with senior citizens." They don't say that, Eric. What do they do when they get in these positions, particularly in marketing and public relations? Those female dominated fields they say no it's good to be morbidly obese no it's good to be uh, an abortion activist and a left-wing advocate and no it's also good to sell your body for money i mean i'm not gonna do it that's very true i'm not gonna do it i don't want to be a skank 
She but, did. But you she's should. A skank. Uh, but you guys should. This is the right thing to do because I don't want somebody to call me mean. That would be the last thing. Just like the people I interviewed on the street the other day, Eric. I go to university. I'm going to uh, get my degree, my PhD, my master's, and are some of the things that I heard. But you can't tell a, a guy that he can't say that he's a woman and go beat up a girl or go wrestle a girl in athletics and beat the crap out of her. You can't say that. I mean, I'm not going to go get beaten up by a man, but you should allow it for the other girls. Same and thing with I, the migrants. Well, I, can't put them here, but you should take them. Same thing. Yeah. I spoke to one guy who said he was on his way. You know, we were walking behind the university and everything. He said he he took social sciences, didn't have a job in it, lived with his parents, worked with preschoolers, which is fine, but doesn't make enough money to live in Toronto on his own. Cause he, so he lives with his parents. And then he said he supported the policies of the, I'm going to go ahead and say communist mayor of Toronto. And but and said I have a controversial view of all cops are bastards, but I don't really believe they're all bastards. It's just the job. But some of the people are very nice, and he can't, he can't. And my cameraman, Mister Camera uh, Mystery Camera Person X, said on one side his brain was working properly, but the other side of his brain was feeding him taglines and things that he hasn't really thought through. And for some reason, those thoughts don't come together. And this is the biggest problem I'm seeing with a lot of stuff these days. You have your own lived experience where you go through life. You probably don't experience too much racism. Um, you probably don't experience the need to, you know, uh, show your vagina on camera. This, is, this isn't a necessary part of life. But then you get 7% seven, 7 of what you see online is saying those things are good. And, but I can't, I can't say that I'm against them. I have nothing to do with that. My life has no bearing on this stuff at all, but I can't speak out against it because why, Eric? What's the reason we can't say that? Well, thing? they've been beaten into submission. They've been beaten it's mean. Into submission. That's what I was going for. Well, I, and I, so you have yours, I have mine. They've been beaten <laughs> into submission. Um, and, and that's why people will tell you secretly that, they, that they're not on board with this, but they literally are scared to, to say anything about it. But I will say, I, of course... You know, being here in New York and, um, you know, I I don't want to say like the content like, I, you know, it's all such Debbie Downer stuff, the migrants, the crime, the, you know, all just so negative. So I was trying to, in an effort to keep the glass half full, understand. And that's why I asked this guy, like, what's the best thing? Why are people still here? OK, maybe that guy's broke, so he doesn't have the money to leave. But you don't have the money to stay either because you're so so it's a catch 22. But. My theory was to actually try to find something positive because we you can throw throw a you know dart at a at a newspaper and it's going to be negative like nothing they're never gonna there's never gonna be anything about like um, oh um, illegal immigrant you know saves dog that almost gets hit by but you know what I mean it's it's never gonna be anything good right like and if even if it is good it's good in the from the establishment point of view. Like it's good, uh, like old Gavin Newsom put, you know, double the tax on ammunition. You know what I mean? That's good for them, but it's bad for people. But the point I'm trying to make is um, I was trying to turn the tables, get some positive content, which I think I did. Stay tuned for that. And I also noticed this is, you can say that I have a sort of confirmation bias on this, but I've long said that people aren't quite as dumb as the media makes us think. And you might have a different different experience. Maybe Canadians are dumber. I don't know. Uh, but but you're you know the the transgender topic is definitely going to 
to scare the shit out of people. They are they are the scariest ones, right? The tranny mob are the most aggressive, scariest, most triggered, you know, ready to like destroy your life if you don't confirm their their delusion, right? But in a different sense, when you ask a very open-ended question like I have done with the conspiracy theory, you will find that a lot of people are like, yeah, they're kind of getting hip to this shit. Now, maybe it's just the idea that people with something to say, people who can show their work, people who can back up their arguments are far more likely to talk to a guy with a microphone and an iPhone, right? Versus the millions of people who I didn't talk to who may be still completely brainwashed and can't show their work, as I like to say. So I don't even remember where that started, except for, um, except for to say, buy the book, um, some fun reels coming that aren't, you know, super typically negative. Um, even though the, I mean, the migrant shit is just through the roof that, that is the, the migrant crisis, as they like to call it. Um, which of course you manufactured, that is the most astonishing thing. It's one thing to hear it on the news or read about it or see it on Twitter. But when you were there looking at these people who have conquered midtown Manhattan in the flesh and like, look at you like you're the bad guy and kick you out of the five-star hotel, it's just on another level. So that is enough negativity for everything. The rest of it should be counterbalanced with some like more lighthearted videos, I guess. But where did that even start? Fours, hookers, floozies? I can summarize Toronto with a sign that I saw in a very nice Pictrex park where people were taking self, lining up to take selfies in a pile of leaves by the way. Great content coming from this video, uh, by the way. But there is a sign there in this park that says, this park, you know, it's called Philosopher's Walk or something like that. This park was built in in, in 19-something whatever, but before Europeans got here, it was blah, blah, blah. And if they hadn't con- they hadn't stolen the land, then it would no long it, it would have been streaming with waters and fish and people fishing there illegally, by the way. And then blah, 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 blah. So basically European man bad. If they this park is wonderful, but if they didn't touch this place, it would have been better. And then at the end, it says, thank you, uh, TD Bank for for providing <laughs> this. Perfect. What a lovely time. Perfect. UOPod.com, patreon.com slash UOPod. Just type in unauthorizedopinions.com or UOPod.com. You'll find everything. Report and opine that content's coming. Our, we've got some comedy coming, Eric. I can confirm to you that it is, it is. you know, I am untrustworthy. It is out of my hands in mystery editor person X's hands right now. So that stuff is coming. And then I've got more content coming from you guys. The the, the the troubling i got kicked out of a building met a hey. american guy you know lots of stuff great content coming and awesome. thank you for all the audio listeners i got okay. kicked out of a building recently too so good job wow. buy my book black power turn it up jordan